Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And thank you for being here today as we continue to examine the repercussions, uh, repercussions of President Biden's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan and the abandonment of Americans to the hands of the Taliban. Um, Mr. Call, is it or Dr. Call, is it true that President Biden said we wouldn't leave when there were Americans left behind? We've not left Americans behind. They continue to get out. We left Americans behind. We did not leave Americans behind. They continue to get out. That happened. Call and call, Dr. Call and call, Undersecretary of Defense Policy, Principal Advisor to the Secretary of Defense, saying with a straight face to Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa, we didn't leave Americans behind. They continue to get out. Well, how do you... How do you do anything else? Once you hear that, don't you need all the bourbon? That is a remarkable thing to hear. And the look of incredulousness and and just... Yeah, I think that's just the word. Maybe that's it. From Senator Ernst, listen to this again. Listen to the whole thing. Of the Taliban. Um, Mr. Call, is it... Or Dr. Call, is it true that President Biden said we wouldn't leave when there were Americans left behind. We've not left Americans behind. They continue to get out. We left Americans behind. We did not leave Americans behind. They continue to get out. Did the DOD, you represent the DOD, Dr. Call, did the DOD leave before all Americans were out? It was the consensus judgment that leaving on August 31st was the best way to continue. So the DOD, General Mingus, did the DOD, did our soldiers leave before all Americans were out? Yes, ma'am. The last uh, airplane left the evening of the 30th morning of the 31st of August. Thank you for your straightforward answer. Holy crap. Is that, that is amazing. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, oh, that's, I'm going to breathe for a second. I had not heard it. I saw it. I'm like, oh, oh, I got to check this out for myself. Lots been going on on Capitol Hill. It's just one of the hearings that's been going on today. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. One is the nonsense, irrational, pseudo-intellectual Orwellian answer. And the other one is, yeah, yeah, we left and there were Americans still there. That's all there is to it. If you want to know what the swamp is, if we're going to use that vernacular, it's, it's answers like this from Dr. Call, the Undersecretary of Defense. This is a guy that, that, that we're trusting policy to. We have State Department people like this who they provide no value because they aren't willing to play in the black and white. I don't make the argument that there isn't gray out there, but sometimes there is an answer to the question. Even if it makes your boss look bad. It's not debate that Joe Biden left Americans behind, some 400 that we know of. 
Meanwhile, there's a whole conversation going on on Capitol Hill about kids' online safety. You had Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube executives in front of the Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Subcommittee. This talking about the impact of social media platforms on children. And we should be clear, there are impacts of social media platforms on children. But I don't quite know what Congress is going to do about those things, if only because that might not be Congress's job. Senator Marsha Blackburn, ranking member. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Beckerman, I want to come to you first. In the past, TikTok has said that it has never, nor would it ever, share and provide user data to the Chinese government, even if asked. Yet your privacy policy says you can disclose data collected to respond to government inquiries. It also says you share data you collect with your parent companies and affiliates and that you transmit user information to servers and data centers overseas. And earlier this year, the Chinese Communist Party acquired an ownership state and a seat on the board of ByteDance. So does TikTok share user data with its parent company, ByteDance? Um, thank you, Senator. Um, this is an important question, um, and I'm glad you're asking. Um, TikTok does not- Quickly. Excuse me? Running. Quickly, please. Yes, Senator. Um, we do not share information with the Chinese government, and I would like to um, point you to a Citizen Lab report, which is one of the most well-respected global national security experts, where they said, our research shows that there's no overt data transmission to the Chinese government, and our testing TikTok did not contact any servers within China. Um, and then the report goes on to state, Senator, let me that ask TikTok you, does not pose a threat to national security, and I'd be happy to submit that report. Okay, let me ask you, please submit. Does anybody believe that China isn't engaged in a level of snooping in technology that they own? I'm willing to believe the representative from TikTok who states that they weren't able to catch a ping in China. But that doesn't so much satisfy (laughs) those of us who are concerned about what China is doing with data. I don't think it should satisfy anyone regarding what China is trying to do with data. Now, this is all going on on Capitol Hill, but I want to bring you to Dave Chappelle. Because Dave Chappelle, people going after him left and right for not saying anything wrong. He didn't say anything wrong in his special. You can think it funny, not funny. You could even think it rude, talking about people who are transgender. But he's allowed to say it. But those people in the transgender community think that he should be silenced. He shouldn't be allowed on Netflix. He shouldn't be allowed to talk. He shouldn't be allowed this. He should be ashamed of himself that. None of that is true. And he is doing the screening of a, of, a, of a documentary. And he's making the claim, by the way, that his documentary is taking it on the chin. He's been disinvited from festivals. And he says, and now today, not a film company, not a movie studio, not a film festival, nobody will touch this film. Now, I know he's going around screening it. He's coming to Indianapolis, my beloved city, uh, to, to uh, engage it, to show it. What, do, we, do, we need a, do we need a Dave Chappelle film festival? 
We'll, we'll, we'll play that. And what was the movie where he was the stoner with Jim Brewer? We'll play them both. No problem. I'll, I'll set that up in Indy. I'll rent out the theater. It's, uh, will you show up? I will do the Dave Chappelle Film Festival gladly. Oh, gladly. But he was doing one of his shows, and he was addressing this, and I wanted you to hear it because it's, it, it's pretty valuable. I don't have total agreement with Dave Chappelle here, but I certainly agree that he should be able to speak. You know the, you know the, the, the story, right? He does this special for Netflix. It's called The Closer. And in there, he makes a commentary about people who are transgender. He says gender is, is a fact, meaning there are men and women. And he's supporting J.K. Rowling, who is referred to as a TERF, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. I can't believe I know that by heart. Why is she a radical feminist? Because she says men are not women and women are not men. And she's right. Because men are not women and women are not men. And there's nothing wrong with saying so. Nothing wrong with it. Go live your life. Go live your life. You're a man. You you feel you're a woman. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't have to understand it. Go live your life. You want to change your name to Susan? Go change your name to Susan. I well, Fine by me. Tell me I have to change my life because you changed yours, not a shot. Tell me if I use an improper pronoun, I'm guilty of a crime, go to hell. I'm not going to be a part of it. I will not live by your rules. Your rules don't work for a society. I don't even necessarily think they work for you, but eh, it's not for me to tell. You might think that about my rules. You might think my rules are nuts, but they're mine. And yours are yours. Dave Chappelle. It's been said in the press that I was invited to speak to the transgender employees at Netflix, and I refuse. That is not true. If they had invited me, I would have accepted it, although I am confused about what we are speaking about. I said what I said, and boy, I heard what you said. My God, how could I not? You said you want a safe working environment at Netflix. Well. It seems like I'm the only one that can't go to the office anymore. I want everyone in this audience to know that even though the media frames this, that it's me versus that community, that is not what it is. Do not blame the LBGTQ community for any of this This has nothing to do with them. It's about corporate interests and what I can say and what I cannot say. That's not 100% accurate, Dave. I don't argue that there are indeed corporate interests. I don't argue that corporations have done a lousy job in promoting free speech when I was one of the people who was promoting their ability to free speech, meaning they're allowed to make donations to candidates, etc., Citizens United, for example, the Supreme Court decision. But when these corporate interests decide that you can't say this, you can't say that, and you can't do this, you can't do that, that is coming from pressure. And that pressure comes from groups, from wokeness, from the disease of incivility. What's so fascinating is that those in in the progressive left believe that they are the good and decent ones and the inclusive ones. 
and the people they say can't do this and can't do that and can't speak here and, and they, they shut you out of this platform here and do this to Dave Chappelle here and do this to President Trump there and do this to this one here and soon it'll be me. Well, you see, that's because they're good and kind and they can't let those other people talk because they're mean and offensive. Well, I think the so-called good and kind people are mean and offensive. This is why you need civility. Civility is not please and thank you. Civility is the minority being able to speak their mind and the majority not slitting the throats of the minority. That's civility. It is civility that is lost. And the political left, the progressive left, does not own any civility. When they want to say to Dave Chappelle, you shouldn't be allowed to say these things. Not that you shouldn't say these things. You shouldn't be allowed to say these things. When they say to me, you shouldn't be allowed to speak uh, uh, on the radio. Not that I shouldn't say certain things on the radio. There's a difference between things that you should not say versus things that you cannot say, as Jordan Peterson would describe. For the record, and I need you to know this, Everyone I know from that community has been nothing but loving and supporting. So I don't know what all this nonsense is about. In summer 2020, when the whole world shut down, I was outside doing shows. My neighbor had a cornfield and he let me throw shows there and people came from all over the country. Some people came from around the world to see those shows. The best comedians on earth came to my home and broke bread with me. And we lived our lives. We found a way to keep moving forward. I made a whole documentary about it. The first night of those shows was a piece that some of you might have seen. It was called 846, and it dealt with the death, the murder of George Floyd. This film that I made was invited to every film festival in the United States, and some of those invitations I accepted. And when this controversy came out about the closer, they began disinviting me from these film festivals. And now, today, not a film company, not a movie studio, not a film festival, nobody will touch this film. Now, if if I thought that I could help in, in that regard, I, I, I would. I assume that we'll be hearing from Daily Wire shortly. Who wouldn't go see this? If you want to talk about the corporatists who don't want you to speak, you must understand the pressures that they are getting and you have to teach them how to stand up to those pressures. Because when you stand up to these woke folk, they lose their power and we're all better off. But it is the corporatists agreed that give these people the power. It's also the politicos. It's also the people in culture. It's also the people at the school board. You give these woke people power because they call you racist if you don't. And what you have to do is stand up, look them in the eye and say, shut the F up. Call me a racist. Bitch, please. That's all you gotta say. 
Or you could be nicer than that and say, yeah, I'm not listening to you and go about your business. So Dave must see that while people were good and nice to him, and I'm, I'm very happy to hear that, there are groups that are applying the pressure that make it impossible for people like him to speak and will soon make it impossible for people like me to speak. Or putting on pressure to try and make it impossible, I should say. And so you need to fight, yes, those indeed groups and challenge those people who are your friends and who love you to challenge those groups to stop that incivility. And let people who simply disagree with you say so. Remember, just like I feel about vaccine mandates, force is nonsense. Persuasion is everything. That's the way these groups should be working to try and change how people view them or view things or view politics, etc. Dave should keep fighting. I think we all should. I'm Tony Katz.